everyone. Welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Okay, so JJ, you know we've been trying to be better about marketing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right. With with fairly limited success, but we're getting a little yeah, better. We're, we're getting trying. a little better. Okay, so I came across a really, really good article. I think like and I'm anxious to talk with you about it today. Oh, that's the article we posted a few weeks back, like on social oh. media. Oh, we did? Oh <laughs> that I didn't read. I oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember we did that. No, we totally did oh, that. Oh, yes, That's... we did. We did. We did. Yes. Well, we yep. didn't post the whole article. What we actually did is we did a LinkedIn oh, survey. Yeah, a little snippet of yes, that. Yes, yes. Okay, so and... what was that survey? Yeah, so... I, I remember I filled it out. Right. I don't remember. The oh, yes, I was... do remember. <laughs> the survey was something like, do you think you are self-aware? Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. That's right. Yep. Yes, and the findings that came from the sur- well, not our, just the our, survey, our super scientific survey. Right, right, right. <laughs> the Forbes Art Forbes article was um, contributed to by a woman who was an organization uh, organizational psychologist, mm-hmm. and the whole premise of her article was ninety five percent of people think they are self aware, and only ten to fifteen percent actually are. So that's a really interesting statistic. So that's yeah. what spurred our, our, our yeah. LinkedIn right. question questionnaire. Right. I think our data probably followed close right. to yeah. that. And, but and, we don't really know if they are actually self-aware. But yeah. most people did think they were self-aware. Yeah, yeah. Yes, almost exclusively people did. And I think maybe just a handful of people said that they weren't. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's really interesting. And you know what's really also very fun about this hmm. is that in all of our work with the self-awareness journey, we've never looked for data, mm. right? But yes. we have in one article so much data, it's overwhelming, yeah. right? So <laughs> let's talk about that. But yeah. first, like I think it's really fascinating that there is such a gap between what people think and what they actually right. are. Right, right. And- so what what is happening there? Yeah. That, that's creating such a difference of kind of like uh, opinion. Well, it's funny you should ask because that was actually the first part of the article okay. is why does this happen? Why are we in this mm-hmm. spot? And she actually cites that there are three reasons why people are not as self-aware as they think they are. And one of them is everyone has a natural blind spot. Mm. You want to see yourself better. You want to naturally see yourself in a different Mm. light because it makes you feel better. Okay. So just as, yeah, as a matter of, you know, your, you want your view of yourself to be positive. Right. Yeah. Because it's easier to live with yourself, right? Yeah. I think I gotta live with myself every day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And don't you just rather feel better? (laughs) Why am I living with this grumpy person all the time? No matter where I go, there I am. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, it makes sense, right? Like it makes sense that that 
your, you know, the way you think of yourself, yeah. you would just want generally to be positive. Right, right, right. And I think most of us do that. I mean, sometimes we get down on ourselves, but generally speaking, mm-hmm. I think we all want to think that we're good people and that mm-hmm. we know how to how to be with others, you mm-hmm. know, and how to, how to be a good person. Yeah. The second reason that she gave was that we are actually unaware of how we are behaving. Like externally? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That took me by surprise a little bit. So, like, let's talk about what that actually means. We're unaware of how we're behaving. Mm -hmm. That means, like, when I interact with you, when I go interact with my colleagues, my family, Mm -hmm. like, what I'm, I'm not... How am I not aware of how, I, yeah. how I'm behaving? Well, you know, you in your interactions with people, like I'll answer it with another question. Have you not been in the room when you've seen someone sort of behaving in a way that's not going along with the rest of the room mm. or they're behaving in a way that makes them not look good and they don't even notice? Yes. Okay. That. For instance... Right before we were recording this podcast, you're like, Digi, you're super squirrely today. And I'm like, no, I'm not. What are you talking about? (laughs) And you're like, I don't even think we're going to be able to record a podcast today. Okay, well. And you're right. You're right. I was was actually, I mean, honestly, I I am honestly telling you that I didn't think I was being that squirrely this morning. (laughs) Apparently, I am unaware of my own behavior. Okay, I'm just going to call you out on this now because it is kind of funny. So in the three minutes before we hit record, I said, here, I'm going to send you this article so that you have it. And you're like, look at how they've formatted this article. It's ridiculous. There's so many ads. And I said, I know they're getting so bad with that. And then you and then I said, okay, so did you look at the article? And you said, no. But so far, I've applied for an American <laughs> Express card where I get miles. And I was like, okay, get out of that. Get out of that. And then you said, oh, this article is referencing a book. Wait, I think I have this book. I said, are you sure? Oh, yeah, I'm, I really, well, it doesn't, well, okay, anyway, just look at the article. Well, yeah, just a minute. So then there you were. In your looking at my library, in your books. library, and pretty soon we were down a rabbit hole yeah. of four or five okay. titles. <laughs> so touche. I'm not aware of my behavior. Touche, touche. Okay, so I guess she's right. I mean, who you know, yeah. just because she's an organi- organizational psychologist, she thinks she has right. all these. Well, clearly she does. Okay. Then the third reason why she thinks that we're in this situation where so many think they're self-aware but they are not is she said that she's calling it the cult of self. Mm. And that has a very dark tone to it. Well, that's kind of like a powerful statement. It, it really is, right? Yeah. 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 And the cult of self, the way that she described it, is we've just generally become more self-aware or self-absorbed as a people. Hmm. And she cited social media as an example. So that makes me think like, like you are narcissistic by nature. Right. Yeah. Is kind of what she's saying there. Like, and. And that's uh, amping up. Oh. She's so like saying at, that's amping like up. Like, as a, as a society or right. part of our culture, yep. that's becoming more amplified. Yeah. You know what I just got as a visual in my mind mm-hmm. as we said that? I started thinking, you know, like if you're on Instagram or and you're in face, Facebook, first of all, every phone is mapping every single word you say. Mm. And all of a sudden, all the ads start showing up on the right-hand side of Mm -hmm. your social media. And it's columns and columns of ads that are specific to you. And whatever you start looking at for articles, whatever you start looking at for products, 
they they are curating all of those mm-hmm. articles, all of those products, everything specific to you. Mm-hmm. So you just get more of what you want, more of yep. what you see, yep. more of you and your whole social media platforms become that. Yeah, it's like the it's like the information echo chamber yeah. effect. Oh yeah. So yeah. Mm. uh but the idea that we have a lot of tools and we engage in a lot of products yeah. that create more self-referential thinking mm-hmm. yep, is exactly. a really interesting idea. I had actually not even thought, mm-hmm. like, I've thought about sort of like the effects of social media right. in lots of different ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like numbing ourselves idea, out and all the things we've yeah, talked about. Yeah, the idea that it, it, it makes you more narcissistic mm-hmm. um, I hadn't is thought pretty of obvious. Either. But yeah. and I, but I hadn't thought about that very very deeply, right? Yep. We should probably do a podcast on that. That sounds like <laughs> a really good topic to delve into. Some. Yeah, and so part of part of that self referential thinking um, is kind of survival. I feel like you know, there's there's a line where yeah. where I do need to think about myself. I do need to you know feed myself, protect myself, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, you know, Maslow's some, hierarchy of yeah, needs, some just basic being a human things, being. But then it goes to that next level where it's like I need way more attention. Yep. You know, or I'm craving way more attention than I maybe I actually need. Yeah. You're getting into the cycle, and and things like social media will really. Yeah. Sound. So her her thesis there is the the more you get into like that self-referential mm-hmm. thinking the less self-aware you actually become. Yeah. And and I can see how like these three reasons like all actually work together. Yeah. They can start to feed off of each other because right, the first say one them all again. Yeah, so one was again we all have natural blind spots about where our our deficiencies are. Mm-hmm. And the second one is that we're really um we're uh oh and I actually didn't say this but in the blind spots portion she said we're wired to operate as human beings we're wired to operate on autopilot. Mm. Um, and then and then the second part to that was unaware of how we are behaving. Mm-hmm. And then the third part was that cult of self. So you can see how as your world starts to get a little more curated and small, like an mm-hmm. egg around you, how it can just one thing can feed off yeah, the yeah. next. Yeah. yeah, especially that autopilot thinking. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was, uh, I was <laughs> talking to my kids like last week about how my theory of like your brain is fundamentally lazy mm-hmm. or like, you know, like your li- your brain is lazy. It's trying to try to do like the <laughs> right. least amount of effort possible. <laughs> right. right. So all that stuff where, right, you just get in those thinking patterns, they become habit. You stop thinking about them. You just start doing them. Yeah. You don't even think twice about right. it. It's just yeah. what you always do. So it must yep. be right. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So those things are causing us to be less self-aware exactly right yeah so um, so what do we do about it yeah so so and then actually right before we do that what i'd also like to say is she did spend a lot of time at the beginning of the article talking about what being more self-aware gives to Mm. people and because she's a into organizations she was referring to it from a business perspective Mm -hmm. but you know we're we've made countless videos and we've done lots of conversations about the benefit of being more self-aware. Yeah. And we've been doing it from, we always term it our hippy-dippy self, right? Yeah. But in this article, she's talking specifically about, you know, and citing all these numbers and percentages about being more self-aware um, as a people 
allows you to perform better at work. That Mm -hmm. was the number one thing she said. The people that are more self-aware also get more promotions Mm -hmm. and they are more effective leaders Mm -hmm. as individuals. Mm -hmm. But then she even went out a little ways and said that companies that have more self-aware people in them perform stronger financially. Yeah, I would I would anecdotally totally. back that up. Yeah. Like I can you I can see that when yeah. we in, when we engage in other companies when you know when I talk to my other business owner buddies right. and they talk about their organizations you can you can see it. I know a mile like away. A, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, I and, know. and with you and your coaching practice, right? Oh, you kind man. of got an inside track. Yep. Um, especially at that more emotional level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet you see it all the time. Oh, man. Yeah. And it, and it, it, it is profound, the difference. It's profound. Mm-hmm. Like to a point where now, because you and I have worked on this for so long, when I'm even engaging with organizations, if I can sense that even from the front door, I can feel myself walking backwards out the door. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to engage with like companies. Like you won't work with a company that... Uh, no. That... The, the, the people aren't trying to like right. become more self-aware. Right. And understand Be more open, better. learn, yeah. have a have a perspective of learning, yeah. have a perspective of openness. Yeah. And I think those are the things that lead to being more self-aware. But to what question you asked, you said, how do we get better with that? And um, she had a couple of really interesting things that I'm still kind of like, I'm still sort of um, unpacking, as they mm-hmm. say, right? She said, really, there's two primary ways to get better or two primary perspectives, not ways, I guess. One is from an internal Mm -hmm. and one is from an external. And she said, um, so to talk about the internal one first, and I think that's the one that you and I really have created like all of our training course and everything else like that. It's from the internal perspective. I feel like we spend a lot of time there. Yeah, (laughs) we do. However, we also have talked about from the outward, but it's interesting. Um, so help yeah, explain yeah, right. that. Okay, so yeah. to okay, me, right. inward means like uh, my own contemplation, yeah. like me thinking about my own thoughts and feelings. Yeah, and she actually labeled them slightly different. She said that you truly understand your values, your passions, and your aspirations. Mm-hmm. So um, that does take self-reflection, you know, like y- you're, you can't guess, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people do think they can just fall through life and that, you know, they can set a, a goal for five o'clock tonight or whatever. But I think a lot of people kind of give up mm. on thinking themselves through and understanding themselves more because it's just their own voice that they're listening to. I think they get tired of that sometimes yeah. and check out of that whole, because it's work. <laughs> because it's work, because your brain is lazy. Yeah, because your brain is lazy. Um, well, we've done plenty of pods on core values and and mm-hmm. goal setting and, and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, I agree. Like that. I mean, that to me, that stuff is pretty foundational. Right. right? But it's really hard work. Right. And uh, when you don't have some of those values and goals guiding you, you can really feel lost. Right. Right. Yeah. Remember, didn't we do a podcast on our own personal values and we had like a deck of cards and everything, right? I love that. I love that card deck. But it's really funny because I've been in a room with 600 people facilitating a conversation and I'll, I'll ask people to raise their hand in the beginning of the morning. What are your personal goals? Do you know what are your values? Mm -hmm. Do you know what your values are? Raise your hand. And honestly, there can be 
500 people in the room and less than 5% mm. will raise their hand every single time. Yeah. Less than 5%. Yeah. And um, it's funny because uh, you know the great thought leaders around this will say, if you don't actually recognize what your values are, you're missing a big part of you because mm -hmm. you're already behaving in a way towards those values. Yeah, right. We talked about we, you have values. Yeah. If you don't know what they are, they're still there. Yep, yeah. and you're, you're still, still behaving that way. Mm -hmm. But it's yeah. just way easier when you know that. Yeah, yeah. So I really am on board with her on this whole idea of the in, inward part. But the thing I was curious about, though, is she said the other way to get better having more self-awareness is to know how others see you. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> <laughs> Like we didn't start a whole company based on that, <laughs> right? So one of the things we tried to do with Corology was to get oh, that right. peer feedback, right? Yeah. And actually, like our oh, our geez, thesis, totally that off. right? Our thesis in Corology actually kind of changed a little bit over time, right? As we're helping people um, go through that, yeah, like self awareness moment of learning about themselves. But we started with the idea that. Um, if we can collect feedback from our peers at work, yep, and it'll help us understand how how we're perceived how we are by showing others, up. how we're showing up to others, right? Mm -hmm. Because there, we probably all have um, a story about how maybe we thought we were showing up in yeah. one way, and, and it was like completely to someone else, it was completely different. Yeah, their perspective right? was completely different than yours. Just like before the pod. <laughs> I didn't think I was all that squirrely. <laughs> Did you, you honestly not think you were for real? I honestly didn't think I was. <laughs> so, but I love it, right? And without, yeah. and no one's really accustomed to like giving you that feedback. Yeah, I mean, you're mm -hmm. accustomed to giving me that feedback, <laughs> and you <right>? meet. But <laughs> <laughs> right, we have a special relationship. Like yeah, that. but no one walks around the right. office and says like, "Oh, hey, Andy, by the way, yeah, you're I can being see you're a total a hole." <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no, yeah, exactly right. And so, we don't feel comfortable even if we see something and recognize something. Yeah. We as people don't usually feel comfortable coming alongside of someone and yeah. offering unsolicited feedback. Yeah. You know, that's and, like a that's like a thing, especially here in the Midwest. It's even more of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And not I mean, even I use like an extreme example, but there's lots of little opportunities for feedback of more subtle yeah. behaviors and interactions. Right. Mm -hmm. You could be a little more gentle in the way you. Yeah. You know, like. Right. Right. Gave that, you know, like presentation. You could have, you know, but we're right. just not accustomed to giving people that kind of feedback. Right. We so, don't really know how. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we know how. I mean, if anything, I think this is a great opportunity with the self-awareness journey. It's such a good opportunity for people yeah. to be in that so, conversation. We shifted our our idea with Corology to this to the idea that we should collect we should collect like a perspective of what other people think of us. Yep. Then we kind of pivoted that to say, hey, let's Figure out what we actually think of ourselves. Right, right, right. right. The jelly beans. The jelly beans. Yeah. So, so we <laughs> we actually changed how we were doing that for people, mm -hmm. 
And so it's interesting that you should explain it just a little bit for the visual because I just threw out well, a term. The, no one knows what I was that means. Ignore the jelly beans part. Okay. That's hard to explain. <laughs> well, actually, it wasn't. So we created a visual that would give an a shape of something about how people saw someone. Yeah. And then the person, how they saw themselves, was overlaid. And yep. then we had a quadrant system. So you could easily see where you were in alignment with how people thought of you and then where you were really different. And it created this big gap, this color yeah, gap. It gap. became a very yeah. visual, obvious way to see where the perspectives yeah. didn't match. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, um, if I thought I was a really assertive person. Yeah. But my colleagues were like, no, he's not assertive at all. It's right. just a pushover. Mm-hmm. Um there would be the gap and that yeah. would be my opportunity right to that was so cool show up different yeah so i mean gosh even way back then we were doing exactly what her research shows yeah is that it's there there are two ways to get better and one is the internal approach and one mm-hmm. is the external approach and and the last piece i'll say about what she wrote which i thought was kind of interesting and i'm trying to think this through a little bit she said the research shows that there is no relationship between the internal and the external approach. There's no relationship. It's like... So what do you think that means? I don't know. Does she mean mean that your work has to be separate depending on which focus it is? Or does she mean that if you only do one, you won't fully be manifesting a more aware (laughs) perspective? It's interesting to think about that. I don't know. That sounds like a cliffhanger (laughs) because... Let's see, because the author of that article yes. um, was Tasha Urich. Okay, thank you. E-U-R-I-C-H. Mm-hmm. And the book was Insight. Yes. And it was yeah. released in 2017. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. so if anybody's really interested in doing a deeper dive, they can read the book or they can just keep following along with us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but um, it, it, this is a super interesting conversation because I... Yeah. I like you said, I like the data yeah. part of it. Um, you and I talk about or talk about all the time. We kind of flip back and forth between like there's a lot of personal benefits to being more self-aware. Right. But there are so many work benefits. Huge. Yeah. It's like without being too blunt about it, it's just like you can do better in your career. You can outperform your colleagues and ultimately like you Get can more make money. more money. Be happier, be more effective Mm -hmm. if you work on being more self-aware. Yeah. Straight up. Did you enjoy this episode? Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey and there's always further to go. And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers.